Hello, everybody, and welcome to that podcast show. Um, we've got Keith's horrible, horrible face in front of us. It's pretty bad, guys. I do apologize. There's not a whole lot I can do about it. If only you could look like this. And we've got Alessio who still won't share, show his face. It's because Alessio doesn't wear clothes. Um, uh, and, is, and this is that isn't... the case, Alessio? Yeah. Are you naked? He is. And we we got to ha- keep it family friendly or else we'll get kicked you off the tubes. Filthy animal. <laughs> But if you're just if you're listening to the audio podcast, just uh, imagine Fabio sitting there. In the Show news. me the moobs. <laughs> hey, we're supposed to be recording a podcast. What are we talking about again today? Uh, we're going to take. Well, I'm I'm going to take the piss out of Warner Brothers, and then we're going to talk about different video game stuff. Sony, they've um, they've released a get. Well, they're releasing a game on Xbox. Game Pass, which is surprising, and they've also completely shut down PS3 and Vita support. Um, apparently, Outriders is shit. That's something Alessio can tell us about. And Alan Wake Two is coming. Yay, Alan Wake Two! And then see how long it takes. But we might be talking about how everybody's buying everybody else still. But the first thing, the first thing is Warner Brothers. They had one game left. Just one, and it was podcasts. easy. Uh, the past two podcasts, I've just been saying they're delaying everything. I mean, they've still del- they've, they've delayed everything now. Everything is delayed. The new delay: Lego, Star Wars, Skywalker Saga, and uh, yeah. So, and this yeah, one just... doesn't even have a new release date or year. It's yeah. just definite. So, oh. yeah, it had already been delayed from last year to this year. And now you know it's what? been delayed from this year till never. You know what? Disney could learn something from this. Because the films that this one's based off of probably should have been delayed indefinitely. <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone these days, uh, when a game comes out and it's not as good as everyone hoped, it's like, they should have delayed it. I mean, Warren Bros... Uh, <laughs> He's doing just yeah. That. I don't. I don't know if that's the reason why they're delaying everything. I you, think they're falling yeah. apart. Well, there's that, but Still. you can't, you can't help but wonder if some of these people aren't also looking at what's happening in, with the latest releases. If anything is out of whack, and you know, to to go back to the fact that people are more people are gaming than ever before, and a lot of people aren't used to the fact that. Things just aren't perfect. As much as we love gaming and that's our thing that we do, things just really? aren't perfect. We do. We do. I hate games. Shut up. You don't work for Kotaku. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah, we... so one. Catch, catch your oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, Warner Brothers has delayed everything. So we knew about Gotham Knights. Hogwarts has delayed. Uh, Left for Dead 10 with blood is gone and now it's Skywalker saga in Lego. Uh, to be fair, uh, Back for Blood, which is left, left for Dead 10 in uh, Chris's lingo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, to be fair, it might be left, ten, left for Blood 10. No, I don't fucking know. It's all the same. But anyway, it's still, uh, it's still scheduled for October. So we'll see if it... Uh, yeah, but it's... that's after a delay. <laughs> and it's, it'll get delayed again. I might no, see by the time I die. 
Yeah, it'll get get up there, and they're oh well, we're gonna hold off until uh, November fifteenth. And I say it'll be on the PS fucking twenty that game. They'll I mean, they'll blame just, the next gen uh, consoles. I, I wish developers would just uh, you know uh, announce games when they're much closer to release date. Alessio, you're you're 100 right. That would eliminate yeah. so much. They try to build hype up so far out, and the the truth is, let's be honest, guys. Is is it? What what are people supposed to do? They're like, oh, that's cool. The game comes out next year. So what? I don't buy other games until then. Yeah, no. it doesn't work like that. The hype the, train's gone too far. The the idea that these people are competing with everyone is absurd because people they're the only people they're competing with is if somebody's making the same type of game and they're launching at the same time. I, I don't completely agree with that. In reality, games are competing with, with other games and with every single piece of entertainment medium, but they're competing with things that are releasing around the same time. That's what I was going to say. That's it is. It's yeah. almost like they're trying to lock in that time frame to keep other people from wanting to launch games at that time. That does work. That has worked before. So games have been delayed because of the release of other games. You look around the yeah. you look around when Call of Duty releases and get other companies avoid that like the plague. You mean like when, uh because then what happens if you don't? You end up like Titanfall 2, which was a superior game to that year's Call of Duty by a long shot, and then you get neglected because you... Yeah, you, my you, thoughts on that are simple. That My thoughts are literally... That was intentional. Yeah, that was intentional. EA sabotaged Respawn. It was Respawn, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And Titanfall yeah. 2 is still one of the greatest shooters EA of that generation. It. They released Battlefield... Then, in between Battlefield and Call of Duty, they released Titanfall 2. And it's like, mm-hmm. you do realize just because one's got mechs in it doesn't mean they're not shooters. It doesn't mean that people... But again, like I said, similar similar games. They're, they are genuinely competing. But like uh, mm. RPG games and shooter games, they're very different audiences. Yeah, they do overlap. They there, there is there is an overlap. I'm not saying that you know just because you play a shooter, you're not going to play an RPG because you know that's insane. But yeah, um, that I guess that's what they're doing is they're trying to lock in these windows, and then as they get closer, they're like, maybe we can't make that. Maybe we have to push it back. And you know, yeah. so yeah, there's there's always iffy things, and. I think games need to start releasing all the way through the year because the summer months, that's it's a drought. a drought. It's so bad. Always. It's so look, and I get it. I get it. They don't want to compete because it's summer. Because in, historically, you 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 spoke to it. You're competing with other markets such as uh, uh, film. So the cinemas, uh, hmm. Holly, uh, Hollywood blockbusters. The summer is usually when they take off. People are rushing out to theaters through the summer. I mean, I, I get it. You know. Um, the whatever's going on you know barring all yeah. that historically speaking uh so the the summers and they usually hold the big press conferences in june for uh e3 and that's kind of your big hyping up for the holiday season because let's and, and it is changing because there we have moved away from the core audience of gaming being yeah. kids waiting for their parents to buy them games for christmas to being that professionals who, are, who somehow had kids it it i i resemble that remark 
<laughs> but but the truth is the the core audience of gamers and you guys know this alessio you've seen the numbers the the age range for the chunk of gamers is mid 20s to mid 30s you know it's like 25 oh, to 40 yeah. is like the heaviest group of gamers and i don't care how many zoomers are playing Fortnite, they don't outnumber the rest of us <laughs> who are actually well, buying they- games uh, you know, to be fair, I think uh, it's getting better, you know, in the recent couple of years or so. We've seen lo- a lot of interesting releases between June and August, especially. Mm. So uh, that's what I'm saying. The market it, is shifting. Yeah. Uh, the driest month, as always, is uh, July. But that's because, you know, in in our hemisphere, at least, it's, it's by far it's, the hottest month. So it's, it's after uh, E3 and before Gamescom as well. Yeah. It's kind of the quiet. I always, you know, July is a good catch up. But I mean, you know, with again backing up with all these delays, I've been able to catch up on so many games in my back catalog that it's actually been kind of fun. <laughs> so I'm not necessarily upset about it, but at the same time, yeah. you know. So <sighs> speaking of interesting releases, I think you can talk to us about um, what's this game that's failing miserably, Alessio. Well, uh, it is a bit more complicated than that, but uh, yeah, it's uh, Outriders. Outriders, uh, uh, basically the the latest uh, in a long series of looter shooter games. Uh, it's yeah, made too, by right. People Can Fly, which are the developers of uh, Painkiller. You know, back in the days, yeah, I, I love that People game. Can Fly. I uh, yeah, I love Painkiller Hell and Damnation. So. I'm going to blame Square Enix on this. But I'm sure anyway, people complied like didn't want to make this. It is, uh, I mean, the main issue right now is uh, other than, you know, a few bugs and crashes. Uh, for example, I had to roll back to the previous GeForce driver because uh, otherwise the game just wouldn't launch for me. But, uh, you know, other than that, it's uh, just that uh, as as it happens with many online games, uh servers have been overloaded for the for the past two days uh, many there can't be that many, many people playing it it's actually had a really good uh, launch for numbers wise yeah, actually it had mm-hmm. over 100k uh players on steam concurrent players so it's uh i read that that it is the biggest launch of square enix on steam so far. Yeah, I'm just having a look now. Yeah, so currently playing seventy five thousand. Just yeah, having, so that's on Steam, and then yeah, hundred nine k total peak. But, but uh, yeah, as in uh, many many other cases, uh, I think you know the traditional online infrastructure is is just not a a good fit for uh, launches. Uh, I mean. Maybe or is it not just that the games companies are skimping out? They're they're planning for they're getting the service base for maybe eighty k or seventy five k, and knowing full well that nearly every big game will sell at least hundred k. I don't know. I mean, if you look at historically, it has affected almost every game. I mean, even Diablo three, if you recall. Yeah, but it, that was that was just them being cheap bastards. Uh, I mean, 
that that game wasn't even playable for a couple of days by anyone. I remember Error Thirty Seven. So it's uh, I don't want to talk uh, about it. That was the last game I ever purchased by Activision Blizzard. The last time I ever gave them a single penny of my money. I even took uh, a day off for that. You know the thing yeah, with uh, with Outriders is that uh, uh, the game is uh, is online only. So you cannot play it just like Diablo 3. You cannot play it uh, single player uh, offline. I mean, of course, you can play it single player, but you still have to be online. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the other hand, uh, they don't actually even have dedicated servers. It's peer to peer. Really? So, because Yeah, because it's only three players in co-op. So, so you're literally is... just pinging their server for, um, you know, digital rights and yeah. you know and, and then you're having to hope that the people that you're playing with are all on a decent connection otherwise you're pinging all over the place and then whoever's hosting it if they decide i'm done and they back out now you're having yeah just you're... one just one child molesting moment how is peer-to-peer and the server issues that's my bit, other question. It sounds like the their D, digital rights management, their DRM, is the problem and not the actual well, network. Complete and utter bullshit. I don't know. Uh, it's just that uh, nonsense. And people gave anyway, them money. Yeah, I mean, uh, they should have definitely used uh, dedicated servers. They're going to get sued, aren't they? We're going to be sitting here yeah. next week talking about a class action lawsuit against Outriders and people can fly because so, of this. Putting that utter bullshit and nonsensical crap behind us, is the game any good? I mean, it is pretty good. It's not uh, great, but uh, I think it is quite fun. You're, uh, not, making, you're not sounding enthusiastic there, let's go. It's really... I mean, I, I'm not enthusiastic because... Uh, I love open world games above all, and that is uh, about the farthest thing from an open world game. I mean, it has like uh, Gears of War style maps. Uh, so it's, there is that. It's Final Fantasy 13 but, levels of open world. But uh, I do think the combat system is pretty good. I do think the classes are interesting. They have uh, nice powers that feel uh, very cool. Uh, and also the loot system is quite interesting as well. They have uh, structured it, mm-hmm. structured it uh, quite well, I think. So that that is something uh, in favor of the game. But uh, they definitely have to sort through these server issues and uh, performance issues as well. But uh, yeah, ultimately, I don't see it as a huge online game that will keep players playing for i don't know months or years but uh, i do think it's it's a pretty good game you know uh it's not a game as a service title so everything you see is basically already there of course they will make uh, new content if uh, players want it uh, with the expansions and the like but uh, i think it's uh, you know for the 30 hours or so of the campaign and then you can replay it as well to get better items. I think it's pretty pretty decent. 
if you are into that sort of game. Bello. Yeah, my my time with it, it it wasn't bad, but it wasn't my cup of tea. I I just it felt very you know, wash, rinse, repeat compared to other games. Like you said, it felt like they took some of the things from Gears of War and then that, the, it, basically the things that worked from several different games, they kind of threw it all in there. And the most, uh, uh, is there an option to turn off the shaky cam in like the cutscenes? Because I couldn't get past uh, that. <laughs> uh, I think so. Maybe there is. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, it, it just, it, it was like, <laughs> oh god at least it has dlss right kids yeah and th- that is actually matter. it doesn't matter if it's got dlss or bloody tray racing or god knows high definition nipple physics if the camera's shaky and it's off-putting no no that's in the cutscenes, not like in the actual gameplay but um it is another like you said lsc it is another game there's quite a few recently popping up that have dlss in it and it's been quite pretty quiet in a lot of these titles it's just like there it is it's almost becoming just part of you know an option for games running on the unreal engine since they injected it into there it's just it's almost like if you're a developer and you're making the game why not just put it there it's there it's an extra sure it's a checkbox i mean you can treat it as that some of these games that are having it it's just either off or on but it's it's a great feature and yeah it needs to keep going yeah especially since uh you know maybe the the newest uh, g4 series is in short supply still but uh dlss also works on the previous series mm-hmm. as so, you know, so stretches those 20 series legs yeah, it has a decent uh, user base by now. People that can use it. Uh, so it's uh, Spe- speaking it's of, a good of, thing. Uh, of things. I did just DLSS and everything, and uh, just made me think of Remedy. And because Remedy is on our topic list, I really want to well, talk about these guys. You've, got to say, you've said Epic, so that's yeah, and that's it. Alan Wake too. It's ah! an Epic game, Epic exclusive. Ah. ah. I don't care I don't where care. it's exclusive to. I'm going to get it. I, I, to be fair, I might replay Alan Wake again soon because I remember playing it when it first came out back when uh, I owned one of the Xboxes and um, I enjoyed it. You but know, I still, yeah. Re- Remedy games are, they, they're games in, in, I have played Control three different times. I've actually played through, I've played through every bit of DLC on the PC and gotten all... I have all... played it zero times. You See, and you're missing out because I've I played through time. and I've done all the extra things. I even still load back into the game and wait for, you know, the, the random missions that, that happen, Alessio, and I just go do those and have fun with them. But I've played through probably three quarters of the way on my Xbox and... Then whenever the PlayStation Plus had it on there, I got it for the PlayStation and played through about halfway on there. But I played Quantum Break like three or four times and <laughs> Alan Wake a couple, even the, the American Nightmare one where you technically each time you play it, you play it at least three times. <laughs> but I'm curious, why why, why did Remedy break, break their rules? They went from Alan Wake to Quantum Break. They should have had something that rhymes. Oh, 
Quantum Break needs a re-release, in my opinion. They need to redo the game with the Northlight. En- it's got the same. It's the Northlight engine, but redo it, add in all of the modern features, and make the game run better. You never know. You I might see, see you see Alan Wake too. You might see Quantum Break too. <sighs> see, have you played through Quantum Break, Chris? I I, I think I have. I can't. Oh uh, no, that's if you, the one it, with the Ashmores. It, yes, but you could technically play through that game indefinitely. It doesn't need a sequel. It it could be its own sequel. Fair enough. But I am. I just I hate the timeline that they put here in uh, the next few years. But <laughs> but that again that goes back to the first thing we said. They, they've they've essentially announced something that might come out once my you know when I need a second liver. Right. But the good thing here is uh, Remedy is a very serial company in the sense that they do one project at a time. They're, yeah. They really don't seem to roll into the next project until they've finished one. And while Quantum Break had performance issues back in the day, a lot of that was tied to, especially on PC, it was tied to the Windows Store. The fact that they went through, it was a UWP product, it went through the Windows oh, yeah. Store. Tomb Raider had a load of issues. Yeah, it, it? yeah and I, I played it. it. was the first, uh, first Xbox One game that Microsoft brought to PC, so it was still early days. Yeah, and to be quite honest, they they overbuilt it for the the Xbox. Like, they, they tried to get too much out of it. You know, if they had paired it back mm. and made it a little more simple in, like, the visuals department... And it was very ambitious. I mean, like, they were really ambitious with that game as far as the fact that they had all the the the, the stars that were in it. And it was a split experience kind of thing where half the game was actually like a TV show that you were watching and playing yeah. and multiple timelines. And uh, so, but Control launched and it ran great. The, the, the mm. game was very, relatively bug-free. I said relatively because everybody's going to have found something. Uh, yeah, but every game's got some bug somewhere. But they 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 are they publish on a triple A formula and delivery, but they still don't feel like a formulaic triple A game. Like each one of their games feels very unique. Like Quantum Break doesn't feel like Alan Wake and Control doesn't feel like either one. But you can tell the DNA is there, like the the same studio is making it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Also, uh, the same underlying uh, kind of supernatural setting or yes uh, theme, if you will. So yeah, it's uh, actually kids. They are kind of switching to multi project. Uh, yeah. Now, with the latest funding, basically they are. Uh, doing their uh, their own uh, project on multiplayer called Vanguard, and also they have uh, two games in development. Uh, uh, you know, as part of the Epic deal. See, the uh, thing one. is, it's like I know that like they talk of they're doing multiple projects, but I think every studio does multiple projects. It's just like it's the stage that they're in production. Like the majority of the company will be developing one game whereas the upcoming games you'll have a few designers thinking you know let's jot down 
the so, shape of this character's shoe. They're not. They're go, not going in parallel. They're going in like this one has finished Sequential. the whole. Yeah, this this again. Like take the designers. The designers are done with Alan Wake Two, so they're going to go ahead and start on the next project, so that they're not waiting until everything's done to then start all over. And then there's like these gaps where yeah. they're not working. So that makes sense. But the yeah. the concern is what if one gets ahead of the other and now they're bumping up against each other. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's when you got programmers working on two different code with two different titles and <laughs> you, things that, go fucky fucky. Yeah. 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 No, I think uh, they have both of these uh, games that will be published by Epic uh, are being built with their Northlight engine. So that's, that's the same uh, same code base for sure. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. it's a great engine. Yeah, you know it. Oh. Yeah, it's just weird seeing a game that's on the Epic Store as an exclusive there not being made in Unreal. <laughs> right. So uh, Epic, you know. are, Epic are funding uh, really are funding the game so. Yeah, They've been a lot flexible. more a lot more flexible than I think a lot of people was were expecting them to be. I personally no. don't I don't have an issue with the Epic Game Store I or even the exclus- no exclusivity. The slide, if I'm going to have an issue with exclusivity on Epic Game Store, I need to have one with Steam too for Outriders. That's the reason yeah. it's on Game Pass on the Xbox but not on PC is because of the Steam yeah. exclusivity. So should we all get up in arms about that? I mean, no, 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 no. You're questioning the Stockholm syndrome now. Don't do it. Uh, I'll go for you. Uh, you cannot question Gaben. <laughs> but yeah, so I think, uh, yeah, the last topic is all about Sony. Because we're, we're doing quite good on time. Um, Sony, three different things. They're, they're essentially, I mean, they're cancelling PS3 store support now, which is expected. And the Vita is uh, dead as a dodo now. Was, was it ever got... alive? I had a Vita. I, I didn't say alive. Yeah, I mean, you're the guy that forgot how to turn on your PlayStation 5, so you don't count. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's got no fucking games. It's got... <laughs> this is why I'm perfectly happy with my PS4 still. Uh, so the, the PS3 store closing and the Vita store closing, it, it kind of sucks, but... At the same time, what are we at? It surprises me about the Vita store closing because, well, well, that's the only way you can get stuff for the Vita at this point. Like, even if you try to find it on the used market, it's like, does it? But are they shutting down your ability to say, I've got my PS3, and what if I want to re-download a game that I had that I purchased digitally? I Will think I still it'll be, able to do be that? part of your account, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You as can, long as... Uh, yeah, you can just uh, forget about purchasing new digital copies of games. That's, That's fine. fine. I mean, they're, all things come to an end, I suppose. But I'm yeah, I'm not too but... worked up over it. Maybe I should it be. Maybe I should be more that, angry. It is a reminder, though, that uh, with the digital digital age in games you are really just uh, renting stuff <laughs> because 
it may not uh, be there one day anymore. Mm. So. Just, I mean, I'm for sure example, I, this, huh? I've got a physical copy of Borderlands for PC, and I can't play it I because feel- because it has DRM, and they took the servers offline. So if I go to install the game that I purchased physically and it it does a security check, it can't validate it, and therefore it's 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 just a collection of items. Surely you're able to just like email them saying No I wanna play. I tried. I tried. Back leading up to whenever they were gonna give everybody that had like that owned the games, they were giving like an upgrade version or whatever. And I was yeah. like, "Well, I got the game, and I've got the co-, you know, they you know, and they were like, "No, sorry, there's nothing we can do about that." That's shit. You know, and that's whenever I was like, "This is garbage." And then I found the same thing with a uh, Crisis Warhead. I put it in, same thing, and I was like, "Cause I, I found this whenever I have my, I've got an old computer that I built to play Windows XP games." Yeah, you know that don't work right on more modern cons uh, operating systems. Yeah, yeah. And I love the system. It's so much fun to go back and play a lot of these old games and the original aspect ratio and everything on the original hardware at the time. But there were a lot of games that I had to um, swim out into the ocean and get because I couldn't couldn't verify my physical copy that I owned. Yeah. And that was really weird. Yeah. It does, but that's not really a thing with consoles. Unless you got you're trying to play Outriders in fifteen years, <laughs> I don't think anybody will be playing Outriders in fifteen months. I was about to say fifteen weeks is what I'm giving it, but yeah, probably the, it'll last the, fifteen weeks. But but I think the I think the the thing that you're going to get, Alessio, you, you said it right. This is a reminder of where we are in the market and how games work these days. You don't buy a copy. You know, you're not buying a cartridge. In the game of constantly connected and updates rolling through, you're at the mercy of uh, them, which is why I don't think that games should go up in price because you don't own them. Yeah, it's a weird one because according to the EU, you do own them, but it's like, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why Sony, like the ones you bought, you can still download because... There'd be so many legal issues to go through them with all the things you've paid for, but yeah, the, when it comes to online games and all that, there's so many, yeah. so I many mean, you issues. Do, you do own them, but you do not own, of course, the infrastructure they are yeah. using. Exactly. Problem, yeah, and I'm sure that's the yeah. argument that's made a lot. But there is that something really cool with game. Sony, and I know a lot of people here around me, like uh, people that I actually know that looked at this new. At the the other part of the Sony news, and they were just kind of like, "Really?" And yeah. That's the, so, uh, um, tell us about it, Chris. What is this? So, yeah, Sony are releasing a game, uh, one of their exclusives on the Game Pass, um, Major League Rounders. Since you like played the rubbish version of our game, <laughs> so yeah, the baseball that's coming going to Xbox, and that's. And that makes sense to me. You're not going to see Horizon on the Game Pass. But baseball and the fact that Xbox tends to be, for lack of a better way to say it, tends to be the jock console. 
that's where the, the sports and the racings and the shit like that are. Where the PlayStation tends to be the more, you know, real people gamers console. Yeah. That's the best way I can explain it. I mean... The, the mouth breathers by the Xbox, the people who use the brains by the PlayStation. And people who want both, want to have both. I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting one. I think it is a lot of uh, a lot of that is due to the real uh, Major League Baseball pressure. I think on Sony, uh, you know, of course they're making more money if they're selling the game uh, on more platforms, right? Uh, I don't see. I don't know because sometimes it's just a one-off license fee and that's it. So I don't know if they'll make more money from it or not. Um, and also. Sony have had that license for. It's been a long time. It is interesting that uh, basically almost every major sports game now is on Game Pass. It's uh, so. Well, and stuff. Well, here's here's the thing. We we know that Game Pass Microsoft pays it out based on the amount of time that you spend in that title, right? And people that play these sports games, that's their game. And I think a lot of them would rather just have a subscription to the game and then because they buy the game, they buy all this stuff, and then when the next game comes out, they buy the new one, they throw that one out. Mm. You know, and this, they could get that and they got access to all the different sports games they like. And because... I've found that these people that really enjoy the sports games don't really care for a lot of other games. Like, and that's not to say that people that like shooters can't like sports games, but most of the people that that are lining up to buy the show or Madden, that's their game. You know, that's the one they're going to spend their time in. So these guys, it makes sense to invest like that. But, uh, you know, one thing that Microsoft has always uh, said about uh, Game Pass is that they always see um, people uh, uh, that are subscribed to Game Pass starting to play other games, other mm-hmm. genres that they didn't before. So exactly. Maybe it is a good way for to push these players to play other games, not just sports games. Or yeah, to get good. other people that play other games to try the sports games. More so than yeah, I mean, the other way around. Yeah, yeah. It's great, uh, and uh, you know, maybe, I mean, Phil Spencer in the past uh, kind of uh, opened up to possibly having Game Pass on other consoles as, as as well. So you know, maybe one day it will be interesting. Maybe we'll see uh, Microsoft's games on uh, on PS and Sony's games on Xbox. It would be a nice future. Be quite and interesting. Then everything, everything comes to the PC on day one. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah, but the one but... one system. But that'll no. never happen because that'll never happen because Microsoft will keep things exclusive as to certain things exclusive. Sony will always keep them because they make money from selling games on the systems. That's just how it's always going to be. Unless they somehow teamed up and split the revenue 50-50 on a super console, what they both team up to make. 
you know, uh, I think maybe the Microsoft Trojanors in that uh, PlayStation that box. If Microsoft can get uh, streaming to work well, you know, eventually with 5G and uh, xCloud, maybe Sony will be interested into taking that buy as well. Like if they can put their games on uh, on xCloud and uh, access all of the mobile uh, mobile gaming audience. Via it's a weird Sony. one with that because Sony tried that in the past with when they bought Gaikai. So they yeah, never really went all the way into it. They don't have the resources. In fact, if you mm. remember, Sony yeah, kind of made a deal with Microsoft to access their Azure cloud. So. Yeah. But I think uh, I think that's everything from me. I am good. Keep... There's nothing I have left to add. Anything, Alessio? I mean, there were a few few acquisitions and investments but uh, yeah we can talk not... about that next week i think because <laughs> i'm sure there'll be about 50 more by then <laughs> yeah it's we should have a se- since uh, we should have a yeah. segment as we wrap up every week is like this week in acquisitions actually that would be really fun <laughs> maybe the audience will let us know if that that would be something fun <laughs> i like it just so, no, 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 like, you know, as we take it out this week, so-and-so bought so-and-so. Yeah, I like that. Maybe we, we'll vote on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think that's everything then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. So what are you, what are you playing? Right. Oh, I... me. I'm. Yeah, you, that's the finishing thing. Obviously, we need to finish what we're playing. So I've been playing Subverse, the big-breasted sexy game. Even though there's out of seven hours of playing it, there's been about ten minutes of sex. I will be writing a preview, which may be online by the time this goes live. May not be, I don't know. And now I'm just playing an indie game, Game Dev Studio, because why not? I don't really, I don't know if I've got anything else to cover at the moment. Is it Porn Mass Effect or not? Um. At the moment, no, but it's it's a weird one. It's a mixture of a bullet hell shooter, a turn-based strategy game, and a visual novel. And like, it's got a big story and universe-spanning story, but at the moment, in the early access, there's only six chapters. I think it's six chapters available. And you know what? I've been laughing at the dialogue, and it's it's been amusing. Is it a great <laughs> game? Probably not, but you know what? It's actually worth playing, if only for the comedy of it. Have a good laugh. Yeah, pretty much. Nothing and if you want that. big bouncy alien tits, have they're there. <laughs> what about your kids? What do I, you play? I am still playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake. And, uh, good game. Yeah, I'm still... I'm still learning a little bit in Valheim, and uh, I went. I caught myself playing Cyberpunk again. So <laughs> I'm, I I'm haven't still, turned that I'm on in so long. Out for for the PC version of Final Fantasy VII Remake. You know, I'll be playing that when it comes on PC as well. You know, originally I was like, ah, uh, you know, I'll just play it on one, but 
I can see so many. I want to go back and see some of these places with full resolution textures and none of that TAA sparkle. I want to see it super crisp and I want to see the characters like in in full ultra wide resolution. I want everything yeah. on on this game cuz like the game is so good and I've been beautiful. I've been playing it through mostly for the you know the story. I haven't been I've had the setting. I've had it on like it's it's not a, I'm not playing it on easy, so I'm not playing it on journo mode. I'm playing it one step down from the hard mode, whatever that is. To where yeah. you know, it's still a challenge, but it's not like I'm not having to get angry and my fights aren't taking thirty minutes. But um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna play it on whenever it comes out on PC. I'm gonna play it on like full. I want the full experience, and I'll get the better dresses because I'll do all the side missions. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, how about you, Alessia? What are you playing? Well, other than Outriders, I'm playing uh, Wasteland Three, which is a surprisingly good oh, CRPG. It's uh, it's also included with Game Pass. So, if you have Game Pass, I'd say uh, just go ahead and download it, especially if you like games like uh, Divinity Original Sin. It's very much in that vein, only with uh, a lot of freedom, <laughs> Reagan, and uh, post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic shenanigans. So yeah. Very yeah. nice. So it's, it's a good game. It's such a good game. Okay. I'd say that's yeah, everything. That's everything. Bye, guys. All right, there there you. Well, thank you for joining us, and next week, yeah, we'll be back. <laughs>